and welcome back to week two of the Livingston Parish News Football Show. I'm here with sports editor Mr. William Weathers and Mr. Sports Reporter Rob DeArmond. Thank you both for being here today. Uh, this is a weekly show we put on. We could not find a time to get all of the local coaches together at once to do a coaches show, so instead we do uh, forward-facing interviews with them. Uh, we're going to splice in some of their audio as we talk through this. Uh, we'll also have video for you guys as well, little two, two-and-a-half-minute interviews with the coaches after we talk to them. But then we're gonna, we get together now. We talk about what's going on. This is one of our long-form podcasts of the week. You can find it at www.lewisonparishnews.com backslash podcast. You can also find it in any of any podcast platform you, you use, including Apple Podcasts. So I'm going to play with this little piece here so I do not gesticulate too much and hit our recording camera behind me. Uh, gentlemen, thanks for being here. William, we're going to start with you. Actually, this first one, you're going to both kind of tag team a little bit. Rob covered the Denham Springs versus Ponchatoula game last week. William got a chance to catch up with Coach Conady yesterday. That would have been Tuesday. So we, we usually put these out on Thursday. We're recording on Wednesday. So first, let's talk about tough loss last week. 31-24 to Ponchatoula. Uh, you know, you're looking at a chance to tie it up late. Incomplete pass into the end zone, seven seconds left, turn it over on downs. Rob, take it over from there. I, th- this was kind of one of those things. Coach Connedy goes in, and they're trying to look for a little, little momentum from the team and see what they can do. Uh, uh, Luke Lunsford did not start this game. John McDaniel got the start. Uh, he went the first half for them. Uh, the big thing was big plays that punched uh, or, or that Denham Springs gave up to Punchatula. Um, they limited – Finley, who, you know, you don't just get a commit to LSU just by doing it. So he's obviously a great athlete. Uh, he They limit him one for eight for nine yards to start the game. And then they hit an 84-yard touchdown, which it was just kind of a lob. And uh, the receiver took took off down the sideline and, and kind of, you know, scored. But they're in the ball game. Uh, another key point that came up, it was third and 39, uh, which means Punchatula could get to the one and still get a first down. They ran a reverse, punch tool and ran a reverse. Scores, goes up on them there. Uh, and when I talked to Coach Connodies about that, he said that's something they worked on in practice. They knew it was coming. It was part of their playbook, and punch tool was just able to execute. The good part about this is, like I said, they're, they're trying to look for some kind of spark. So you see that they're able to put up those points, 24 points, and, they, you know, the first couple games they struggled. So that's got to be something that they want to build on going into this game with Santa Maul. So... And, uh, you know, Coach Kennedy said he didn't do the team any favors with the schedule that they're, they're playing. But, you know. It happens. Yes, yes, exactly. So, so William, when we talked last week, one of the things he said was that he wanted to dial it back to try to try to develop some things going forward. You spoke to him yesterday. Uh, how do you feel about the team's performance against Ponchatoula and going forward? Uh, it, it's a trip to 0-2 Fountain Blue on the North Shore. That's or, Walker. That's Walker. Yeah. Excuse me. I'm sorry. They've got Santa Mall at home. Hosting, yes. Who who is 0 and 2 though? Yeah. Um, it was a good first step. You know, it, him. You know, just the guy who's the innovator play caller. It's killing him. You know, he can't do some of the exotic stuff he'd like to. And it's not fair to his team at this point because they they're just not executing to the level he's used to. So what you said, they dialed back. Um, you know, fewer routes, you know, fewer reads, and the, and the, and the result was 24 points and almost 300 yards of offense. Jalen Jenkins gave him a nice um, uh, running threat, um, you know, combination of McDaniel and, 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 um, and Luke 
by completion percentage wasn't great was deceiving because there were a lot of drops involved apparently and uh, so reduced the completion percentage yardage was not you know up to their standards but there's a sense of like okay maybe we've turned the corner somewhat you know the defensive play well week one was susceptible to the big play week two so now maybe you know like, let's see if we can kind of merge these things these two things together we're you know you're zero and two going at home uh, there's a, there's got this a sense of urgency now. You know, Sandoval's one and one. You've got Assumption in Week Four, who's who's ranked in Westgate, who's a very very dangerous team out of New Iberia. He's got some ter- tremendous talent. My point is, if you guys start breaking through at some point, and they feel like they you know are on the cusp maybe this week. Well, and we we shall see if that cusp was broken. Uh, Lunsford did not start the game due to an injury. Uh, but did come in and and put up some good uh, some good numbers. So we'll see if they're able to pull some of that momentum against a, a pretty stout opponent with, as you mentioned, an LSU uh, commit at quarterback. Uh, pull that in against Santa Mall, which is at home this Friday. Right. Moving into let's move into Walker uh, since I went ahead and jumped the gun on that one. Uh, Walker, you know, valiant fight versus Destrahan uh, story program as you mentioned. Uh, L- they have an Alabama commitment at running back, and he was he was everything that was billed. They also had a pretty good quarterback as well. Uh, tell us a little bit. You know, they couldn't keep up, had a little trouble in the, towards the end there. Destrahan pulled away. Uh, what did Coach Mahaffey have to say about that? Yeah, I think he was 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 uh, you know encouraged by by the way they 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 were there for you know two two plus quarters. You know, as as you saw, they they. They had a double pass, at an onside kick, and you were doing some things that were a little unconventional. But when you're in a situation where you're you're you're, you're developing a, a program against someone who's as established as Destran, you had to do some things a little bit, uh, you know, out of outside the box, and they did. And you know, Brian Thomas is a fabulous player, and and helped make some big plays. You know, Ethan McMaster's uh, threw for 263 yards, had an injury, came back. They just, you know, they're just not there physically as, as a, you know, as a front on defense to, to withstand the type of, uh, you know, type of uh, power that, that Destrian, as you mentioned, they had two running backs over 100 yards. They wore them down and they just, you know, the separation got created in the second half. So now they go on the road, Fountain Blue is 0-2, but is average somewhere in the neighborhood of about 38 to 45 points a game. So that defense is going to have to step up and, and play uh uh, once again, a very uh, Iverson Celestine is one of the top running backs in his class of 2021. Uh, you know, five eleven, two hundred pound type kid. So he's a he's a you know he's a pounder. He's, he's a guy who, you know who can break second break tackles and, and use second effort. They're going to have to you know kind of gang tackle. Uh, but the onus goes back to offense. Can they score? Can they control the ball somewhat and kind of keep him off the field? Well, we will see, and that that travel aspect as they as they head to the North Shore is also evident with Live Oak, you know. And uh, I'm I'm going to let you talk about the quote. You got to talk to Brett Beard earlier this morning, uh, but it, it's a good quote, and it, it will be the test for the Eagles going forward, which is travel. So tell us what he said. You know, they, you know they've obviously benefited from the comforts of home for the last two weeks. They have two two uh, solid victories. Uh, 52 to uh, 20 last week over Woodlawn. A little deceiving, um, you know, that wasn't necessarily their first team uh, going forward. But uh, now the point turns to how can we proceed and, and become a, a championship-level team. To do that, you got to win on the road. That's not something they did very well at all last year. And now, as Brett, his quote was, you know, we can't get – basically, we can't get to our ultimate goal winning just in Watson. 
we have to be able to go now they, they do host Zachary uh, but there will be key road games going forward and he means postseason you know, I tell them all the time you know if you're really into winning a, a state championship and that's your goal well you're not going to do that in Watson Louisiana like we're going to have to go on the road to do that uh, in the playoffs two or three times and in the dome so you know they're going to get on road on, on a bus and go to um, down to West Feliciana uh, who's you know not quite what they've been, but still a dangerous team. Coach Coach Odom is, is a fantastic coach. He's done a great job there for years. Uh, there's a tremendous amount of respect on both sides of the uh, sideline for both programs, and he's just interested to see how this group of team, this group of kids, can now uh, kind of translate what they've done the first two weeks at home, which they've been very solid so far. Well, and we will see how both of those teams travel after uh, our Friday's games. I can't say tomorrow. Some of you might be listening tomorrow. We're not recording tomorrow. Now, we have a, sort of an interesting deal going on here on the eastern side of the parish, and we're getting a Rob. He's smiling because he, Rob, after the JV game this week, got to interview Coach Ryan Surpass and Coach Mike Janis. Uh, they are both friends. They coached together in the early 2010s. Um, it's it's going to be an interesting fight here. Uh, one of the things that we talked about in sort of our, our pre-record is the matchup between Albany's wide receivers and Springfield's secondary. Let's start there. Well, that is the biggest thing. I think every time I talk with Coach Surpass, and I, I say I don't try to just hammer the point home, but he said everybody knows that our secondary hasn't been the best the past few years. That being said, Albany's now running a spread offense, uh, so they're going to try to get the passing game going. So uh, Coach Surpass just kind of said it, it's going to come down to like basic football for them. They were able to get a couple big plays um, in their win over Cohen, and he said that's going to have to happen. And if they're they are in those matchups with Albany's wide receivers, it's if they've got an opportunity to get the, the interception, they got to come down with it to give the offense another possession. It's basic football, but that I think could be the main key right there, just trying to figure out. Uh, Ryan just said we we've got to play clean football, no penalties, things like that. But I think when you look at it, if Albany's gonna throw as much as they like to throw, uh, that could be the key matchup there uh for Friday night. And uh, we will be keeping an eye on that. For Albany, they, you know, the interesting thing they have, the stat you brought up again in, in our, in our pre-production meeting is they had eight, they went eight, nine drives into the red zone, eight to nine, excuse me, or eight of nine. They only came away with six points. That was in the St. Michael territory last week. They come away after putting up 68 points against Independence. They come away with six, which they scored with about 10 seconds remaining in the game against St. Michael. Um, another thing, uh, you know, they turned the ball over on downs four times in the first half. So Mike Janice's big point is finish. We have to finish this. You know, whatever we do, whenever we get the opportunities, we have to finish. And I think that's really what the focus is here. They're not, neither one of these coaches really focused on a rivalry. You know, both of them want to get the two and one, and that's where it's at right now. You know, it's, I know it's early in the season, but you've got to establish that momentum, you know. So they're not really – the rivalry's kind of secondary, but they both know that's easier said than, than done. Like Mike said, we can say, this is what we have to do. The kids can tell me, yes, sir. And then we know that when they go home, you know, somebody's going to probably be talking to them about, hey, man, look, this is a this is a big game. This is what's going on. You know, it's uh, definitely been important to both communities. Uh, you know, a lot of emphasis is placed on it by them. And, um, you know, we it, it's just one of those games where you're going to have the big moments and it's going to be an electric crowd. And, um, you know, uh, you're going to – it doesn't matter what the records are at that time. Both teams are going to be playing really hard and it's going to be a physical uh, down-to-the-wire match. 
Mike, you you've been a part of it for a really long time too. Uh, what are you what are you taking away from from some of these games you guys have played? You know, it's going to be fun. It's a game that that both sides, both players, or the both teams' players are going to get up for. You know, one of my favorite pregame speeches is Ryan walked in and said, "If I got to tell you anything, then get out of this room now. Let's go." And I mean, they, the kids are ready. Uh, they're fired up and. Um, you know, it's only Monday, and, and here we are doing interviews about it. The community is going to be excited about it, and, you know, just should be a fun week and, and just looking forward to moving on to the football game. They're trying to just kind of downplay all that, you know, and it, they're great friends, and the interview I did was it was kind of funny, you know, because you've got them both sitting there, and there's some gamesmanship going on, and, you know, when you ask Coach Surpass about what, what they're doing and what he's seeing and you know and and ryan brought up he said well you know i, I don't right now it's not anything because they were running the wing t last year and then mike comes out and four wives on me on the first play of the game <laughs> so it, it you you don't you know and then and then ryan said he might be running a single wing this week from for mike you know but with all kids <laughs> it's like hey and i said don't discount it because you know it could happen no and 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 you know they both kind of shook their heads and said yeah I'm, I'm ready for anything and that's just kind of the way it is it's it's you know and like brian said at the end of the night you know we'll play the game coach dennis is still going to be one of my, my best friends you know so yeah. that's where we're at with it um i think that the thing for for albany you know mike said it's not it's more about it's not X's and O's right now for them. It's more about them kind of coming back and looking at each other together and working as a team trying to get things done right now. Um, and I think that's where – I just asked him, you know, would you prepare for that game against St. Michael any differently? He said no because I think we're really healthy right now. Nobody's injured and we're kind of right where we need to be. Do we want to win that game? Absolutely. But it's just, like he said, it's about finishing what we do. It, and on the Springfield side of the ball, uh, the Mr. Mr. Texas man, Kobe, the, uh, you know, 100-plus yards and several touchdowns seems to be emerging as their go-to back. Um, I know that they had some interesting question marks coming into the Jamboree uh, because of the quarterback situation. Seems like they're settling down a little bit on the offensive side of the ball. The, the good part of it, you know, they were able on a couple of those drives uh, in, in talking to Coach Sarbass, they, they were able to run the ball really well against a, a really physical Cohen team, which he thought was, was the key for them, you know. And in, in running the ball, that kind of sets up your pass. So then later on, you've got some somewhere R.J. Sarbass is able to complete some passes on some drives. So it was really good for, for them to be able to see that. Uh, but like I said, that they had a couple of big plays. They get a strip and uh, strip uh, score fumble from Trayvon Washington, who's really who's also been he goes seventy five yards for a touchdown. So that, those are those big plays that Ryan said they may have to. You know, those are the things you look for to try to keep you going. And obviously, it's going to be something they're going to be looking for Friday night as well. So and. We, you will be out there, I'm sure, yes. covering uh, yes. covering the, the Battle of I-12, so it's been called, although they are trying to downplay that. Uh, you told a funny story that at the beginning of the last time, I guess, that Springfield had it, they broke the trophy, uh, throwing up passes in, the, <laughs> in their first practice. So should be a, should be an interesting game coming up on the eastern side of the parish this Friday. Gentlemen, thank you both for joining me. We've got a lot of action coming up Friday. Remember, Denham uh, suffered a loss at Ponchatoula. They will host Santa Ma, who's 1-1. One one. Denham is now 0-2, but looking for the 
the come all pulling it all together. Live Oak, which is two and zero, just beat Woodlawn. Uh, I keep forgetting Cameron's over there, <laughs> who just beat Woodlawn. Uh, will travel to West Feliciana, looking for that. You know, how do we do on the road? You know, got to win on the road to get to the dome. Uh, so they're looking to take that next step. Walker, who couldn't quite keep up with Destrehan, story story program. We'll have a chance to bounce back uh, against Fountain Blue on the road. Going to have to get physical. And for our 2 and 3A schools on the eastern side of the parish, they're going to get a chance to uh, duke it out here pretty soon uh, over that little trophy that they've got. So, again, thank you both for joining us. Look for our coverage on Twitter and Facebook on Friday nights. We are at LPN, uh, LP News 1898 on Twitter, and we are Livingston Parish News on Facebook. These guys will be updating you as, as well as the rest of us in the field. Again, this is our football show. We do it once a week after we get together with all these local coaches. Couldn't find a time to pull them all together for a show uh, with just them. Would have been interesting. Couldn't find a time uh, outside of this one week where they played each other in JV uh, that would be Springfield and Albany to get even just the 5A coaches or the 2 and 3A coaches together. So we chose this format where we go interview them, come together and talk about what they've got going on. So please give us a like, follow, share. They're coming up this Friday. Uh, we will be out and about covering all of these football games for you for the Livingston Parish News. Thanks again for joining us. This is the weekly football show, and we'll catch you next week.